everybody. Uh, if you've been around for a while, you are starting to understand how much we at this church want God to help you. We want Him to intervene in your lives. We want Him to hear and answer your prayers. We want, we want God to, yeah, step into your situations and, and, and help you. Uh, so, so we're going to start off this, uh, this time like we usually do, and I'm just going to bless you. And I'm, because every week I just want to keep blessing you for, to see God's breakthrough in your life. And so right now, I bless you all in the name of Jesus that you would know Jesus more wonderfully during this time. I, I bless you to receive healing if you need healing. I, I, healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit. I bless you to receive the guidance of God, the help of God. I bless you to flourish and prevail in whatever challenges you're facing right now. And I bless you to feel hope, to feel joy, to feel love, to feel peace right now. In Jesus' name, may it be. Amen. Amen. All right, family. Welcome back. I'm sure you're all wondering what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to be getting to our next main series shortly. What is that going to be? I don't know. I'm working on it. Uh, we're going to get to the next main series shortly. But in the meantime, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to do a short mini-series on a, on a topic that I'm extremely passionate about and extremely passionate about for this moment. And it's the topic of prayer. We're going to be talking about prayer. And I want to talk about prayer for two reasons. First of all, because I have been saying this for months, I believe we are moving into a season where there is going to be more answered prayers. I believe we're going into a season where there's more answered prayers. I believe last year we saw less answered prayers than normal. Not none, but less than normal. And I believe this year we're going to be catching up. Some of those, those prayers have been delayed in their answering, and then we're going to be moving, moving forward together. So I believe we're going to see some delayed answered prayers answered. Amen, right? You're like, yes, I like that idea. Why do you say that? Well, because in the Bible there are five big reasons for either delayed answers to prayer or unanswered prayer. Five massive reasons for it. And one of those has been played out hugely in our world over this last year. One of, one of those reasons um, is because our world experienced unprecedented levels of fear and sickness and death. And, and those, those things that the enemy delights in, right? The, the enemies of fear, anxiety, conflict, irri you know, irritation, um, judging everybody everywhere, that, that sort of stuff. All, all of these kinds of things. And at the same time, the God stuff, like, like um, gathering together at church, <laughs> like praying together, like worship, like singing worship together in this space, like how God has designed heaven, like those things have been banned <laughs> in big chunks of this year. And so we have a dynamic where the God stuff has been greatly suppressed, and the, the enemies, the stuff that he delights in has been way unusually out of control this year. And that, that has a spiritual environment over our city, over our nation, over our planet that is, that is hostile to quick answers of prayer. Okay, are you making this up, Ryan? No, I'm not making this up. You can look in Daniel chapter 10 for the perfect illustration of this, not an illustration, example of this in work, where Daniel 
he, he's kind of a big deal, man, full of faith. He is praying, he is praying for an answer to prayer. And the Bible is clear. Immediately when he started praying, that answer was sent, but it's delayed. The answer is delayed in getting to Daniel, 21 days. Why is it delayed? Well, we, we find out that there is a spiritual battle going on, and the enemy is particularly strong. And the enemy, in, in that hostile environment, blocks the angel messenger from bringing the answer from the throne of heaven. But wait, we're on team Jesus. Why is there any delay? Anything? Why is there any problem? I'm just saying this is how it is. You, you can talk with God on why, but this is just how it is. And so there's a delay. In the, in the prayer coming, uh, answer to the prayer coming, while he's praying and fasting for 21 days. He's held up, more reinforcements come from heaven, finally the answer comes through, and, and there's breakthrough. Anytime you're in an environment where the enemy's priorities, delights, and, and, and uh, wishes and values are strong, and God's, gods are suppressed, it's, it's a more hostile environment, the kind of environment where often prayers are delayed. But... In our situation, things are shifting, right? Things are shifting. And if I was a preacher, actually I am a preacher. Uh, if, I was a, if I was a preacher preacher, I guess, you know, I, I'd probably deliver that. Things are shifting. I don't even know how to do a preacher preacher imitation, ironically enough. I would say things are shifting, and the more things shift away from fear, anxiety, conflict, hostility, sickness, death, and the more there's a return to praying together, gathering together, worshiping together, the environments, the more those things are shifting, the more the environment starts moving back towards the release of those answers to prayer that have been blocked. I feel like I'm preaching this a little bit more intensely than I meant to, but like, uh, I'm passionate about this stuff. Ultimately, I believe that we're in the process of experiencing a great catching up that, that is starting to unfold. And the environment is shifting so that we should be expecting more and more answers to prayers that have been delayed over this past year. I'm expecting more, more answer prayers than normal happening because not only are we catching up, but we're also getting back into a better environment and moving forward. So I believe that, that we're just going to be seeing more and more and more answered prayers and less and less, less delays. <laughs> May it be, right? Okay. Okay, good. So uh, I want to be teaching about prayer. Firstly, because I think answered prayers are coming. And secondly, because I want your prayers to be answered. I want your prayers to be on the list of the answered prayers. I want, I want whatever you're wanting and seeing and hoping that God would be intervening in your life, in your situation. I want God to, when he's answering prayers, when prayers are breaking through, I want your prayers on the list that, that, are getting, that are getting answered. I want God to help you. I want him to hear your prayers. I want him to do something amazing in your lives and your situations in direct, obvious answer to your prayers. I want those situations in your life that feel stuck and feel like nothing has happened and you're so disappointed that nothing's happened. I want them to shift. And I want to see breakthrough happen. I, I, I want to see that. Now, the Bible, okay, I, I just, I guess I'll give a quick disclaimer. Although I do know that God hears all prayers. And I know that he knows what we want before we ask or, or throw that out there. Um, when it, why would I teach on prayer if, if God just knows? In fact, why would we even pray? If, if that's, well, the thing is the Bible is full of teaching about prayer. And actually the Bible is full of examples of actually what more effective prayer looks like. 
What, what more? And, and, I, and I believe that as we spend time learning about prayer right now, refreshing ourselves about what prayer is like having a prayer tune-up, that, that we're going to get much better at praying effectively so we can see a greater quantity of answered prayer and breakthrough in our lives and our situations. So we're going to have a prayer tune-up. That's the plan for the next couple weeks. Maybe for some of you, it will be a, an introduction to, to prayer. But for some of you, we're going back to the beginning. And, and we're going to talk about how to pray. And then how to pray as effectively and powerfully as possible to see the results that, that we would hope to see. And we're going to work through it piece by piece from the beginning. And I think that we're going to all remember things that maybe we have forgotten or learn things that we haven't yet um, practice and, and incorporate it into our prayers. And my expectation over the next couple weeks is that we're all going to take a big step forward. And as a result, we will see more results uh, when it comes to answered prayers. So, starting with some basics and then moving more and more into some more advanced stuff. That's the plan. Where do we start? Where, where do we start? Well, I think we're going to start with a uncomfortable level of honesty. Let's just have an uncomfortable level of honesty. You see, when I look at the Bible and what it says about prayer, and then when I look at my life and I see what is happening or not happening in results, in, in connected to my prayer, honestly, I look at the Bible, look at my life, look at the Bible, look at my life. I'm like, I don't think prayer is working. I don't think it's working like the Bible at least says it ought to be working. P prayer is supposed to work better than what I'm, what I'm seeing in my life and maybe what you're seeing in your life. And so I, I'm asking some questions as we go through this, this study and today and in the next couple weeks. What does the Bible say about prayer? And, and specifically answer prayer. What does the Bible say about answer prayer? And secondly, what should my expectation be? What should my expectation be for my own prayers being answered based on what the Bible says? And then as we go further through the study, what things am I missing? What am I forgetting? What needs adjusting? What needs tweaking? So that my experience connected to God answering my prayers is much more in line with how the Bible says it ought to be. Now today I, I just want to... Be reminded, though, about what the Bible says our experience ought to be when it comes to answered prayer. And then sift through the process, pick, it, pick up piece by piece, and, and ultimately, hopefully, we can move from here, wherever we're starting at today, to being much more effective. Much more effective in prayer. But one more quick note before I dive in. Because I know a little bit of the demographic of our church. Not, not perfectly, but, but basically. And I know that large swaths of Christianity. I mean, how often do you get to use the word swaths, right? I, I was writing my notes. I hit the word swath. I'm like, I, have ne I haven't used this word in years. I'm going to use it again. Large swaths, swaths, swaths of Christianity have been so discouraged about unanswered prayer or answered prayer, their, their prayer situation. Large swaths have been so discouraged that people have concluded and started teaching that prayer doesn't really do anything, or at least do anything out there. And s many are teaching that really prayer is just for in here. And so you feel 
closer to God, you feel connected to God, you feel, you, you feel like maybe count, uh, consoled at peace. It, it, it's, for, it's for here, on, on the inside. And, and, and what they say about the out there stuff, I mean sure you can pray for that out there stuff, but the thing is they would say, God's just going to do what God's going to do, whether you pray or don't pray, he's going to do. The best that you can hope for is that you happen to pray for something that God was going to already do anyways. And then you can feel better, like you had something part to play because you prayed and God was, he was going to do it anyways. But they have this very jaded, um, unbiblical view of prayer. Now, I, I want to I just, just comment on this because I know a lot of people in our church come from backgrounds like this. It's very, very common. When it comes to prayer. And so I just want to say gently and kindly and clearly that, um, that that teaching on prayer is just very, very, very wrong. It's based on their experience and disappointments of prayer. It's not based on the Bible. In fact, it, it, that teaching is a thousand percent the opposite of what the Bible says prayer is. And it's 10,000 times the opposite of the examples that we see in prayer over and over and over and over again in the Bible. The clear teaching of the Bible is that when you pray, things ought to change. Things ought to shift out there. Things in your life, because you pray, there are more if-then statements about prayer. If you pray, then this, there, there, things ought to shift out there. Okay, let's, let's not just take my word for it. Let's, what does the Bible say about prayer? What, what does Jesus say should happen when, when we pray? What is Jesus' expectations about your prayers? What is Jesus' expectation about your prayers? As someone who believes in Jesus, what ought to happen when you pray? Well, let's, let's see. Luke 11. Jesus is talking. So, I say to you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. I'm just going to say that again. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Everyone who asks, receives. That's what Jesus says about prayer. Not just in that place. He talks about prayer in other places. Let's talk about the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 17. Jesus says, for I tell, for truly I tell you, as opposed to untruly, <laughs> for verily, truly, truly uh, I tell you, um, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, small, 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 you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. It will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Even in your biggest Situations with a little bit of faith, you should be able to see things shift in your life, even the most impossible situations. Jesus doesn't just say this once in the book of Matthew, he says it again in the same book, meaning that this was his common teaching. He would say this and repeatedly. And Jesus answered in Matthew 21, answered them, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, 
you will not only do what, is done, what was done to the fig tree, but even if you tell this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done for you. Again, the expectation is that things will actually, actually happen. That even the most po impossible situations will shift in direct response to our prayers. And if this isn't even clear enough, Jesus seems to talk about prayer quite a bit and our expectation. In the book of John, we read this. Jesus says in John 14, if you ask me anything, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. I don't think that's very clear. Let me just look at that again. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Anything in my name, I will do it. Okay, wow. But, but then he says it again in the same teaching two chapters later. He doubles down on, the, on his comments here. And, and he says in John chapter 16, In that day you will not ask me anything. Truly I tell you, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive. So that your joy may be complete. Okay. When Jesus talks about prayer, I think he makes it super clear. We should fully expect that when we pray anything in Jesus' name, it will actually, 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 actually happen. The, the, the expectation that things will definitely change and that things will definitely shift out there in answer prayers should be a pretty basic starting point when it comes to our prayer life. Is that, is that your experience when it comes to, to prayer? When you ask for things in, in Jesus' name, you're, you're, you're just bursting with confidence because of your experience and so much answered prayer in your life that, that it will be done for you. As Jesus says, it will be done. Are you seeing that kind of prayer results? When I look at these verses and my life, I keep thinking, prayer should work better. Prayer ought to work better than it's working. I mean, I do see answered prayer in my life, but the way that Jesus is talking about it and the way that I'm seeing in my life, it ought to work better. So why? So why, why is, isn't my experience very close to what Jesus seems to be saying about prayer? Was Jesus lying? Was he lying about prayer? When Jesus talked about prayer, was he lying? Well, no. No, he wasn't lying. That, that's, that's not possible for him. Especially he's saying truly, truly, <laughs> verily, you know, uh, or maybe, maybe as some people claim, Jesus is using a figure of speech, hyperbole. What's hyperbole? Hyperbole is when you exaggerate statements so far beyond that nobody expects, no, everybody knows you're not telling the truth. I mean, you're not trying to tell the truth. You're just blowing things up to ridiculous levels. And, and so, you know, like, of course, Jesus didn't mean mean this. He's using hyperbole. And, and some people talk about that, but, but I don't, I don't care what people think about that. What I want to know is what the disciples thought. 
The disciples who are there in the moment, who are listening to Jesus' teaching, and then who are going to spend the next decades of their life living this out and basically seeing if it works. So, for example, John. John is there. John, we just looked at what John wrote down. John is there. He's writing down in the book, John, uh, writing down, like, what Jesus says about prayer. And he says, you know, and if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Or I tell you anything you ask my father and, and, and in my name, he will give it to you. John hears this from Jesus. He writes it down. And what I want to know is, does John think this ought to be literally uh, believed? Like, like taken seriously. Like this is what Jesus actually meant. And the answer is yes. John clearly believed that Jesus meant exactly what he says about prayer because over 50 years later after 50 years of following Jesus after Jesus has gone into heaven after the Holy Spirit has come after 50 years of watching uh, even his fellow disciples and and apostles murdered or killed martyred uh, after 50 years of watching the church go forward and backwards the spiritual battle taking place over the those those first decades over 50 years of praying experience with all the joys and disappointments that he went through John still seems to think after 50 years that prayer, that prayer ought to work. And, and, and he writes in 1 John chapter 5, he says, this is the confidence, which he writes over 50 years later, this is the confidence, the confidence that we have before him. If we ask anything, 50 years of experience here. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Over 50 years after Jesus ascends into heaven, John's claim about prayer is the same as Jesus' claim about what, we, what, we, what you and me, what, what we all should be experiencing and expecting when it comes to God hearing our prayers and actually answering these prayers. Prayer ought to work, right? Prayer ought to change things. Answered prayer ought to be an extremely common experience in our lives. Answered prayer ought to be an extremely common experience in our lives. There ought to be answered prayers everywhere. Nearly all of our prayers, as long as they're not opposed to God's will, ought to be answered. Now, okay, I know, even though there are five, and we make excuses about this, even though there are five reasons why prayers can get delayed and unanswered, you're like, what are those reasons? Uh, we, we'll talk about them in the weeks ahead. Uh, we'll talk about, not, not only are there reasons, but there's also prayer strategies connected to what is the hang-up. And we'll talk through that because we don't, it's, there are reasons for delays, but there's also ways that we can deal with those reasons and, 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 and push forward those reasons. What are the five reasons? Okay, God's will, faith, uh, free will of, of people, free will of angelic beings. And then the fifth one is the spiritual war thing where it, there's, a, there's a, like we saw in Daniel 10, where you have the amount of, of, of entities uh, for and against the answered prayer. So, so if you have like, 
uh, in the heavens and on earth. You got this group is against it happening. This group is for it happening. You're always like, well, yeah, but God can do anything. Of course he can do anything. This is just how it, it tends to work. And so, you know, why, why a prayer is a, is a battle and a war. And, and so, okay, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But those are five biblical reasons why sometimes there's delays in answered prayer and, and unanswered prayers. But we're going to go through this process and we want to learn about these pieces and we want to learn the strategies to break through because we want to get unstuck when it comes to answered prayer. And we can get unstuck in the answered prayer. But, but that's, that's just extra sneaking ahead into the future messages. What I want to ask, though, is when I said answered prayers ought to be extremely, uh, an extremely common experience in our lives, is that our experience? This is not necessarily how I would describe my prayer life. I'm not seeing the amount of prayers in the quantity that I would like to see, and definitely not as swiftly <laughs> as I would like to see. And so I'm asking myself, am I missing something? Am I missing something? Am, am I doing this prayer thing rightly? Now, I, again, God hears the prayers. He knows what we pray. But we're going to go through these next couple weeks, and we're going to be learning a way, way, way better way to pray. We're going to be reminded on, the, on how the Bible teaches us how to pray. And we're going to be learning how to pray in ways that are way, way, way more effective. And I don't mean any insult by this. For example, the disciples. The disciples prayed all the time. They prayed Growing up more than I pray. They would, be, they would wake up and probably pray, blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, because I'm awake. You know, uh, for me, I'm like, where's my coffee? You know, uh, they, they pray about everything. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, bring forth bread from the earth. They, they, they have all these prayers. that they, they prayed all the time about everything, about every little thing. And, and, you know, praise God, I'm breathing. Yeah, I mean, that's praise God, right? Uh, and so they, they pray about everything. And yet when they looked at Jesus and they saw how, he, they saw the results of his prayers. They saw that when he prayed, things changed and shifted. They said to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Not because they didn't pray, but because they wanted to see the results that Jesus was seeing in, in his prayers, in their lives and in their situations. It's just it, moving beyond just, I pray, I pray all the time too. I want to pray with the effectiveness that Jesus sees. Lord, teach us how to pray. That's what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks. That's what we're going to be growing in. And I believe if we apply this stuff and if we, we sort through this stuff and we, we start um, growing in this, that we will see uh, more results, more effectiveness in, in our prayer lives. Now, so today's starting premise is, today's starting premise for this study is, looking at Jesus and looking at John, we should all be experiencing much more answered prayer than we are these days. And so the question we're asking is, what shifts do we need to make? What adjustments do we need to make to pray more like Jesus with the kind of results that Jesus told us that we should expect? That's, that's the premise. Prayer should work better, according to the Bible. Now, this is a grace moment here. What I'm, what I'm about to say is a, a grace comment. Don't take it any other way. It's all grace. Uh, I know that we, after weeks of praying, or months of praying, or years of praying, when we don't see answered prayer, or when we don't see things shifting and changing as we hope, uh, discouragement can go up in the area of prayer and we can start uh, believing that prayer isn't really doing anything and it's not gonna do anything and so the tendency the natural tendency is to pray less 
and to pray less and with less hope and with less faith and with less confidence and with less expectation until we're actually just not even praying. I know that a lot of us have walked this trajectory at life in different seasons, uh, maybe even in this last year in, in the awfulness of it all. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you found yourself on that same trajectory where you're like, yeah, I, 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 I don't really pray very much. Okay? Uh, if, that, if that's our starting point, okay. Let me, let me start off by this last bit like showing you a picture. Showing you a picture. Okay. So this picture here that you're seeing is my exercise bike. Now, somebody actually laughed. Oh, yeah. Ingram, yes, you own. <laughs> Brian, that looks brand new. It doesn't even look like it's been used. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. This is my exercise bike. And I want, uh, and I, in many ways, an exercise bike is like prayer. If I don't use this exercise bike, it's not going to really do anything for me. It's not going to produce the results that I hope it will produce in my life or my gut. If I just use this exercise bike for five minutes a day, here or there maybe, five minutes here or there, I'm really not going to see much anything close to the results that I would like to see in my life. I, I, I need to use it more than five minutes here or there to see the results I want to see. If I just use it from time to time when I'm feeling particularly bad about my life and my situation, that's not really going to help me much. In fact, I will probably feel more awful and not better, especially over the course of the time. For this bike to really start having the impact that I want it to have, okay, disclaimer, I am not a personal trainer. I am not affiliated with any gym or any exercise equipment company at all. I am just saying this. Just basically, so don't, don't, don't apply. For this bike to really start having an impact, I need to be on this bike for a while. Let's say 30 minutes. I'm going to spend 30 minutes on this bike. But I'm not just going to be on this bike and pedaling. That would be so, I really need to be going for it. For it to really do what it, what it needs to be. And I, and I need to be intentionally varied in my speed and the intensity of this. I mean, you turn up the intensity and then maybe, maybe, maybe slow it down for a few minutes. And then, then turn it back up again. And, and, and as I go through it, sometimes I'm going to be standing and cranking on it. Sometimes I'm just sitting and just, just, just going casually on it. If I want to get the most out of it, I'm probably going to take a class or have an online instructor. Somebody who's going to say, um, turn up the intensity. I'm going to be like, why would I do that? Like, no, do it. And, and do it because you want the result. And I'm going to have this person uh, just telling me what to do and it really pushed me in this. The more I lean in and the more I push myself and the more I get out of it, the more I do it, the more I get out of it. If I'm doing it six days a week, 30 minutes, really going for it, I'm going to start to get really good impact out of it, the results that, that I want to see more and more. But if I'm doing it six days a year, I'm probably going to conclude the bike is worthless. It doesn't do anything. Prayer to work better than it is. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about how. How to pray in such a way to see more uh, answered prayers in our lives by looking at the effective prayers in the Bible. But the first question we just need to ask ourselves today, really simple, is the question of the exercise bike. What is the question of the exercise bike? Well, the question is, is my first issue with prayer that I'm not giving it the time, effort, 
intensity and consistency usually required to see lots of answered prayer in my life? Am I not giving it the time, effort, consistency, intensity usually required to see lots of answered prayer in my life? When it comes to prayer, am I actually going for it anymore? Or is it just kind of there? Okay, again, this is grace. This is, there's no judging here. This is just where we're starting today. We're just starting. And so, so it's just where are we at? And, and the, if, if you want to get the most out of this season, then we're going to actually have to step into praying for, for this to really work. And so the challenge today is set aside 30 minutes, five days a week. What? There's no way I'm going to do this. 30 minutes, five days a week. No, okay, guys. Yeah, I, I'm not asking you to just get on the treadmill for three minutes or the, the exercise bike for three minutes. Let's try and take a giant step forward in seeing breakthrough in our lives. Just give it a few weeks as we go through this series. And, and we're going to start adding things into that 30 minutes, week after week after week. Let's just, but let's just start by coming up with 30 minutes, uh, five days a week, for the purpose of praying intensely and with a plan to grow in prayer over the next few weeks with the aim of seeing more answered prayer in life. It doesn't have to be great this first week. I, we haven't hardly talked much about it. You're like, I don't even know what to do. Go on a walk and talk with Jesus. Um, have some intense aspects of your praying uh, and, then, and maybe some more calm aspects of listening. But just, just go for it. Think of it like an exercise bike. We're going we're gonna to get to some more advanced stuff as we go along. But sometimes we just need to go back to the basics. Okay, let's start praying again. Like, like, like praying, 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 praying. Like step one, start praying 30 minutes. I encourage you, if you want to take this journey in the most effective way possible, to either get, to get a, a journal back out again. You know those things that you used to do and then you stopped after a week? A journal. And, and, and get ready to make your notes about prayer, what you're praying for, how it's going, and, and kind of what things you might be hearing from God. You can do this on an app. You can do this on, on paper. Um, but that's how you're going to get the most out of this study. But anyways, step one. Let, let's, let's lean back in again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for us all as we begin this journey. Uh, Father, I want to see our prayers answered. I want to see, I want to see uh, your, your um, the testimony after testimony of answered prayer in, in this church, in the people in our lives. I want you to help us to, to grow in this. Uh, and I ask for quick answered prayer so that we are quickly encouraged to keep going and to keep growing. Spirit of the living God, I ask you to help us identify um, time to set aside for, for the purpose of really praying and growing in prayer during this time. Jesus, help us. Jesus, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray that we can grow and become mighty. We want to see the, the results that you say we ought to see. And so help us, teach us, guide us, grow us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.